Hi there. You're listening to Happy Hostess Podcast with Christy Lalonde. I'll be sharing episodes each week to help you entertain and welcome guests into your home without all the stress. There will be guest interviews with party planning and hospitality experts that share their secrets to becoming a confident hostess. So get comfortable as we find the joy in celebrating life's big and small moments. Hello, and welcome to this episode of the Happy Hostess Podcast. Today, I have the pleasure of having Stacey Pirtle from the Southern Discourse joining me today. We met several months ago when we did an Easter workshop together, and now she's here helping us prepare for another holiday, Christmas. Thank you so much for being here, Stacey. Hi, Christy. How are you this morning? I'm doing well. I'm so glad to be here with you. We had so much fun at Easter And so I'm just looking forward to talking about Christmas with you. I know it's going to be a great time. I think so too. Christmas is my absolute favorite holiday. So it's always a good time to talk about that. Why don't you start with telling us a little bit about yourself and your background? Okay. Well, like you said before, I write at southerndiscourse.com and it is a faith-based food blog. Um, And it really focuses on Southern food and family dishes and just kind of celebrating the way we live and eat and do life here in the South. And I really like to focus on hospitality and sharing uh, ways that you can easily invite people into your home uh, and share a meal or a little snack or a bite or just a cup of coffee. I just think that's really important, and it is an important part of, you know, the Southern way of life, Um, and I'm sure an important part of way of of life for other regions around the world, too, um, around our country. So that's kind of what we do at Southern Discourse, but before then, uh, a long time ago, I was an, an English professor. I taught rhetoric and composition and literature. So. Uh, That's kind of how I started out in life. That was my career path and my goals. And, you know, the the older I got, the more I just really, um, it just felt like it was time to share in a different kind of way and and teach in a different kind of way and and, uh, keep the the things about life that I thought were important alive and, and passed on. Well, it's wonderful that you were able to incorporate that into your everyday life with a new career. And can you tell me what's the inspiration behind your name for Southern Discourse? Well, when I got started, you know, the food is really the springboard or an an open door for a bigger conversation. And so the word discourse, you know, that's what it centers around is, is a conversation it's kind of a one-sided conversation. <laughs> so, you know, you know, this would be my conversation about the Southern way of life and, and our food. And um, because it seems that we really approach life through our food. We do community through our food. We do church through our food. We do family through our food. <laughs> yes. So I just really wanted to have a conversation that preserves that and celebrates that and honors that. And so, you know, Southern discourse, it just, it just seemed to encompass everything. 
It's more than a recipe. It really is like the way that we frame and perceive and do life. That is for sure the case with your blog. It is so, it's much more than a recipe. It is very welcoming and you do feel like it's like you're talking to us. (laughs) For sure. And it reminds me what I love. I know I've told you a hundred times, but I think we have twin taste buds because they, everything is like exactly the way I would want it. And it always, and it reminds me just of, like you said, of church growing up or reminds me of, um, you know, whatever we, I was doing 20 years ago when we ate that food a lot, you know? Yes. Yes. All of those good memories. I mean, how many of our memories are tied to food or an event that was centered around food. (laughs) All of them. (laughs) (laughs) And so I just think that's so important. And with the way we live life today, it's so busy. Um, And I just, you know, the the idea of hosting a lot of times seems more of, of a have to or an obligation or a burden or something that we might shy away from because the schedule is already so packed. Um, but I just, I don't know. I just treasure those times and I, and I just think that they have add a lot of value. Um, so, yeah. They do. And so like, have you always been interested in cooking like from when you were little or when did you first start getting interested in entertaining? Well, my grandmother, um, my mamaw, my mom's mother, she was a big cook. She loved to cook and entertain, and she always made everything special. So whether we were just having a meal together, or if it was like a family um, event, uh, or just like a Tuesday afternoon, <laughs> she was always going to do something um, or make something uh, that was just special, and it was out of the ordinary. Um, and I think that, that that's those special times. It was kind of like, well, I want to be that person. I, I want to make every day special. I want my whole life to be special like that. Oh, (laughs) I think that's when I just started, you know, really thinking about, um, as I got older, uh, I mean, of course, I've always cooked with her in the kitchen. I cooked with my mom in the kitchen. She's an excellent cook. You know, we always did family meals and things like that. But as I got older and I got out on my own, I thought, you know, I don't want my life to just be special, but I want people around me. I want their lives to be special, too. So that's when I really started thinking about, well, how can I entertain like she did? What can I do for somebody else? Um, invite them over and and make them, you know, feel at home and feel welcome and uh, just have a special moment. I love that. And I'm sure that you are inspiring those people that you're inviting into your home to do the same also. And so hopefully it will have a trickle effect to the next person and the next person. So what was your Christmas like growing up? Is there anything in particular that really brings back those Christmas memories for you? Christmases growing up where they were always a lot of fun. They're, you know, they're different than the Christmases we have now. (laughs) Christmas now in November. Right. (laughs) But Christmases growing up, they were definitely centered right around the week of Christmas. 
And there was a lot of festivities with sitting up the tree and getting together with family and, and um, of course, a lot of food. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that it was really a lot about getting together with family. Um, in the, the Christmas morning, we always spent with, uh, with my immediate family around our tree. Uh, and we would have, you know, some breakfast and, and lots of gifts and, and fun times together and uh, eating all that candy out of the stocking and that good stuff. Yes. And uh, then we would visit one grandparent that afternoon. Uh, but Christmas Eve was always reserved for um, my mamaw. And we would go to her house and we would, she actually put her tree up on Christmas Eve. Oh, Wow. Um, so we had a big family get together and we would all decorate the tree together and we would have, she would create this amazing finger foods hors d'oeuvre buffet and we would eat and there would be music and we would put the decorations on the tree and it was just, um, it was just a really fun time. So that, I think that really, um, those are some of my best Christmas memories. Yeah. I love that she created those for you. I've heard of people a long time ago of putting the Christmas tree up on Christmas Eve, which I can't even imagine. Um, but that is so fun, though. I'm sure um, as a family, everyone doing it together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we all had, you know, ornaments that we looked forward to every year. And, you know, you would unpack them and there they would be the nutcracker or the, you know, the, you know, the the church mouse or the angel. And, and um, you know, we would all put them on the tree and ooh and on, look at them and handle them. And uh, as, you know, as we all grew up, it was really special that uh, she um, would give us those ornaments every now and then, you know, the ones that we love and we look forward to. So. You know, I have some of them now and I put them on my tree and, and, um, you know, the, the memories just continue. They just passed, passed down and passed through. And it's really, it's really a special time of year. It is. And ornaments just for me, anyway, they always hold a lot of meaning. And so I love that you have some of those mm-hmm. that from your grandmothers. That's wonderful that you can remember that every year when you're putting your tree together. Yeah. It's, it's really, it's really, it means a lot. It does. Well, do you celebrate Christmas differently now or, or <laughs> is it similar or? <laughs> Christmas now, um, it, you know, we start way early. <laughs> uh, like I said, I cannot imagine um, only having a tree for like a day or two, you know, putting up Christmas Eve. Me neither. So, you know, we start a lot earlier with the decorations and the festivities, but, you know, I think that's wonderful. You know, we decorate for Thanksgiving too at my house, mainly with just, you know, setting a big table and we have it set for a couple of weeks and then that goes right into Christmas and we just, you know, there's just this atmosphere of of celebration and holiday and joy and I just love that we start earlier. We still have family gatherings, um, but a lot of my family lives everywhere. Right. Uh, that's different than when we were growing up. I don't feel like we were so spread out. 
So we have some family events, but not like they used to be. Um, we do get together with friends more now. We still have the big snacks, the big snack meal <laughs> um, appetizer party on Christmas Eve. But on Christmas Day, uh, we do a, we have Christmas gumbo. We have a big gumbo meal. Um, Fun. And um, that's what we do on Christmas Day. Yeah. That is a first. I haven't heard of that before. <laughs> I like it. It's, I love spicy food though. So yes. that would always. And it's, it's such an easy cook after all of the snacks and the Thanksgiving and all of, you know, just to have a big pot of gumbo on the stove and um, some cornbread, you know. and That's wonderful. The last thing we, I feel like, I feel like doing after opening presents and all of that is work of any kind. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So that's perfect. Yeah. Yeah. You can't go wrong with a big pot meal, you know? Right. It's there and the house smells great and it's warm and inviting. And, um, you know, everybody just goes in there and they just dip a bowl whenever they, <laughs> whenever they get hungry or get the urge or the craving. And it's just, yeah, it's really nice. That's perfect. Well, let's talk more about your Christmas Eve, your finger food. Um, yes. Tell me more about that. Is it more, yeah. an, more an appetizer type party, I'm assuming? Oh, yeah. I mean, when I think of Christmas, I just think of, you know, I, and it, it, it probably is from my growing up. But I just think about, you know, all the parties and the get-togethers and to me. Um, it's just appetizers, you know, Thanksgiving seems to be about the big meal and the side dishes. Everybody loves all the, you know, the dressing and the sweet potatoes. Um, but Christmas time rolls around and we just have so many get togethers and fun times with people at the office or in our neighborhood or at our church and our friends and our family. And um, it's the perfect time for having um, like an appetizer party or a snack food and finger foods and hors d'oeuvres, all of those wonderful things that we love, but we don't get to indulge in <laughs> during the rest of the year. <laughs> yes, yes. And, you know, they, it come, would come in handy for New Year's Eve also. Yeah, you know, we just have those parties right through, you know, celebrating the new year. Okay, can you help us, like, if you're planning an appetizer party, starting yes. from the very beginning, what what would you do first? Like, how do you start to plan? Um, when I start to plan, the first thing I like to do is, is to think about my guests. Um, you know, who's coming? Uh, what do they like? Uh, what do they expect? Um, and then I try to Think about, you know, what kind of experience would I like to give them? Uh, because I think when you host something in your home, it really is like giving a gift. So you have to think about, you know, who are you giving the gift to and what kind of gift would they like? I uh, love that analogy. That's perfect. So, yeah, I mean, that's that's how I start. And, and um, you know, different people like different things. And so we have different kinds of food. <laughs> depending on who might be there. Right. Um, and then I think about, you know, is is there like any new recipes or any new things that I would like, you know, to 
to share with this person or these people. Then I just, you know, I start making the list from there. Then I think about decor last. Yeah. So it's always about the food first, the guest first, and then the, the food and, and then the decor. Yeah. The decor is, is always kind of fills, it fills in any gaps for me. <laughs> Not everybody might say that. They're like, oh, well, that's a lot of, you know, because I do like to decorate. Um, but yeah, it always is the last for me. Well, when you're thinking about appetizers, how many do you typically serve at a party? Um, or how many different types is what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, you know, you want to have some variety. Uh, you don't want to have all dips or, you know, all snacks. Um, so normally, I for, for my, say, a small party, I might serve four to five different kinds. And when you say small, like num- what's a small number of people that you're um, thinking? Maybe like 10. Okay. Yeah, like five, maybe five to 10 people. I might go with four to five different dishes. You know, when I say different dishes, I mean like heavy hors d'oeuvres, you know, sliders, skewers, uh, meatballs, you know, protein oriented things, and then dips and a salad or two, like a fruit salad or a green salad is always a good addition. And then snacks, you know, like cheese straws and spice nuts, like little bites. And then a dessert. So, I mean, I like to think about a variety, you know, just like when you cook a meal, it's not all main dishes. It's not all side dishes. You have a variety of things that, you know, starches, vegetables, uh, protein. You know, you, I kind of think about an, a snack menu or an appetizer menu in the same way. Now, is there one appetizer that you always include, like a signature Stacy appetizer? <laughs> <laughs> To be honest, I will confess that sausage balls are like my kryptonite. <laughs> Yum. <laughs> I love sausage balls. I don't know that I have like a signature appetizer. There is a whipped feta dip um, that's it's got this pool of honey in the center. I saw that on your website. <laughs> it looks amazing. I think maybe that might be the closest to the the signature appetizer, but I tell you, I like to do different things, um, you know, and mix it up. To, you know, we we don't often have the same thing twice. <laughs> Boys complain about that. They're like, "Well, the life of of the food blogger children is that we may never eat this again." <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Oh, I think my husband would love it if I were a food blogger. <laughs> he's he's a foodie for sure. So. <laughs> so they're like, eat it up while you can. We may never have this again. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I just like to cook different things. But that whipped feta, I think it might be the closest to the, the signature station dish. Okay, so you said dessert. Do you like to have like one for a smaller party? Um, what about... A larger party? Do you just like kind of? Let's say you're going to have 25. Do you just kind of double? Yeah, I have two types of desserts, or um, even for a small party, I usually have two types of desserts. Okay, um, so we'll do that, and then we'll do the bigger. But 
I always like to have like one, I don't know what I want to call it, like a big dessert or maybe like an anchor dessert. So, you know, a cake, a trifle, um, a pie, you know, something that you would, it's less of a finger food and you might actually have to use a fork and then have like a snacky dessert. So like a cookie or a bar or a brownie, um, because some people are just going to want to nibble and people, you know, like they're really looking forward to a a dessert. And so I want to make sure that I have something um, for both. So even for a small party, I'll do two. And then if we're getting into bigger numbers, like 25, definitely maybe two or definitely three. Okay. Three desserts. Um, And then, like I said, variety. And I think about, you know, not just flavors, like, well, let's have a chocolate and a fruit, but like different styles of like, how are we going to eat this? Because not everybody likes to eat with their hands, you know, like picking it up and holding a cookie. But some people love that. And then other people, they look more, you know, they are looking forward to that cake or that pie or that cobbler or the trifle or the, you know, something that they don't get all the time. Um, But yeah. I think desserts are a big, a big part of any party and they always look so gorgeous and they just like call you in, you know? They do, especially at the holidays. Like when you said the signature or the, the main dessert, I was picturing just like you said, a cake, something beautiful. (laughs) Yes. Yes. And then you have to have little sweet nibbles like a bark or, you know, chocolate covered pretzels or a fudge or a cookie or, you know, something that people just like, just a little, for that person that just like, I just want a little sweet something, you know? Yes. Then we know they always have like two or three little sweet somethings, but that's okay. We don't call attention to that. (laughs) I hope not. (laughs) I'd be guilty. (laughs) We were like, yes, you have that little sweet something. I made that just for you. (laughs) Eat all that that you want. (laughs) Now, what about drinks? with your dessert, do you usually serve coffee or is there certain drinks that you always have? Yeah. I don't serve a lot of alcoholic drinks, cocktails and things like that. Um, But I always like to have a special drink at my parties. I mean, I'm all about a punch. (laughs) Oh yeah. I think we should bring the punch back. I mean, (laughs) I do too. Mostly because I love the punch bowls. They're so beautiful. I want excuses to use them. (laughs) Yes. And I know, you know, a lot of my, my younger friends, they're like, oh, we don't, you know, they, they don't either have a punch bowl or they, they feel like, well, that's, that's dated, but I love a good punch. I mean, I have three, so I can't say anything, (laughs) Um, but I love a good punch bowl, but you know, you don't even for those who don't like it or they don't have it or that, you know, that they don't, well, you know, does somebody have to man the punch bowl and that kind of, you know, these kind of things come up. There's so many beautiful drink dispensers and pitchers and decanters. I mean, you don't have to use the punch bowl if, if you don't want to. And there's so many elegant options for punch. You don't have to do the sherbet floating in the bowl. <laughs> right. Um, that, but <laughs> no, that, that that sherbet in the bowl <laughs> tastes mighty good. 
Um, but you don't have to do that. Like, um, like I have a, a ruby grapefruit punch recipe that I love to do. Um, and here in a, uh, next week, I'm going to share an apple, a sparkling apple rosemary. Um, and so there's a lot of really beautiful, elegant options and there's wonderful ways to serve it. Um, and I think having like a signature drink for your get together is so special. Um, yes. And then hot drinks. I mean, I always serve coffee. A homemade coffee creamer is amazing and it's so fun to serve. Everybody gets so excited about it. And they're easy, easy to make. Um, hot ciders, a homemade hot chocolate. I think just a, a special drink really brings something exciting to a party. It always seems to be unexpected and people get very, uh, it's just a delight. And uh, they always gravitate towards that special drink. And, uh, and it seems to be like that's what they remember. So um, I think it's an important part of, of party planning. Especially this time of year. It's just like when you think of punch, you you think about I I you think about celebrating or like special occasions, but for Christmas, I really comes to mind. Exactly. And there's so many beautiful things that you can do in the punch bowl too. Oh yeah. For Christmas, like with the frozen rings yes. with cranberries and that sort of thing. And all the fruit and it's it's really, you know, when you think about this time of year, it really is an opportunity to do more than what you would normally do, right. uh, wh- whether you're just getting together with your family, or maybe it's just your family who lives in your home, um, or if you're doing a party, it's really an opportunity to, to, to do more because in my mind, you know, you're honoring the season. Like, what are we really celebrating here? And so that's just, for me, motivation to make it more special, to do more than I would normally do. Um, And um, just embrace the joy of the season. That's so important. And our mindset can really change, obviously, how we feel about what we're doing, but especially the feelings that our guests get when they come through the door. Yes. Yes, absolutely. And, you know, good hospitality is always about the guest and always about, you know, like I said, giving them a gift, uh, making them feel welcome, uh, making them feel special, uh, letting them know how glad you are that they are there. You know, after all, you invited them into your home. You know, and and when you're in someone's home with them, you know, that's that's very intimate and that's it's a special kind of sharing and it's a special kind of togetherness. And, um, you know, memories and bonds and important thing, community um, is, is created there. So, you know, Christmas is just a wonderful time for that. It is. And that's what we have in the end is the memories that we created I did want to say, you know, we we're talking about planning. You know, we talked about variety of, mm-hmm. of, of dishes. You know, think about like you would think with a meal. You know, you've got a protein and then you fill in with, with dips and different kinds of dips and a salad and, and then snacks and then your, your desserts, of course. 
I also think about if I'm, you know, this, this is not cocktail hour. Like if I'm going to throw an appetizer party and that's all we're eating for the evening. So that's like a meal replacement. I always imagine that my guests are going to eat probably 12 to 15 appetizers a piece. Okay. That helps a lot. Yeah. So it, not 12 or 15, all of one kind. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, say God. if I'm serving like five dishes, I can imagine that each guest is going to eat three or four of each. Okay. On, you know, on the buffet. Um, and that kind of helps me decide, you know, well, how many cocktail meatballs am I going to need? You know, 54, 62, you know, or, you know, how many sliders, how many skewers? Exactly. That really helps with the planning part to keep that yeah. in mind. Yeah. Now, do you have anything else that um, could help our listeners with planning or keeping just the stress to a minimum when it comes to having a party? Yes, yes. because you want, and I know that you and I have talked about this before, you want your entertaining to be a fountain and not a drain. Yes. So, and that means for yourself too, it should be a fountain for you. It it should be, it should give to you. It should bring you joy and not just drain you. So good planning, I think is really important. And I'm, you know, I will say this as an encouragement to anybody out there that's listening. (laughs) I am not a natural planner. I am a 100 stand fly by the seat of my pants kind of person. <laughs> so I say, oh, planning, and you're, you cringe, like, I get you. Like, I'm your person. <laughs> I never would have guessed that in a million years. <laughs> yes. But I have learned over time, you know, how much of a difference good planning makes. And so the minute I decide to have a party and the minute I invite, I start planning right then. So I go ahead and I make that menu. And from the menu, I make the grocery list. And um, I may go ahead and buy, start buying groceries. You know, you can buy all of the dry goods and your proteins and all of those. You can buy that well in advance. That is good advice right now. Yeah. For sure. (laughs) And it can just be there. And then, you know, your vegetables and your fruit, that needs to be fresher. So you you buy that closer to the time. Um, But I just start buying things along the way. And then I think about what can I make ahead? And, you know, when I'm thinking of when I'm planning my menu, you know, I try to balance a couple of things, you know, not just variety of food and flavors and, and types of eating. But, you know, what is going to be a big, what I call a big cook? You know, what's going to require a lot of prep? Right. And also make sure I include things that require little to no prep, you know, so that not everything is, is a big ask. There's little asks and there's big asks. <laughs> and what can I make ahead of time? Like, make sure I have a few things that I can make ahead of time, three or four days ahead of time. Um and just have them in the fridge. And then ask for help. There's always a couple of people that really want to help. And, um, you know, include them in the joy of throwing a party and celebrating and doing things together. And so say, yeah, you know, I was really wanting to make this punch. 
could you do this for me and give them the recipe? Or if you want them to choose their own punch, (laughs) I want a punch, (laughs) you know, you know, but a lot of times people, they don't want to ask specifics. Like I want, I would like to make this punch or I want to make these cheese straws. Would you be interested in doing that? It's okay to ask specifics like that um, because you have a planned menu. Um, So, you know, ask for help. I'm so glad you said that because I love to entertain and I do not like people to help. I (laughs) I shouldn't say that. It's not that I don't like them to help, but I, I just in general have a hard time accepting help in whatever it is. Um, and it's not because I can't really, it's more about, I don't want to burden the other person is really what it boils down to, or to feel like I'm burdening them. But of course, if they ask, what can I do? You know, they're asking for a reason because they want to help. And, and another thing that keeps me from accepting help is because I do want specific things. I do want a specific punch at my, at my thing, but, but it is, it is okay to say that. I'm so glad that you said that it's okay to say, if you want something specific, they would probably be relieved not to have to come up with their own punch that they need to find. (laughs) Exactly. Cause if you, if you say, well, I would love for you to make a dessert, you know, then they're thinking, well, what other desserts are you making? Well, what's going to go with that? And, you know, you know, then they're going to have all sorts of questions. So, I, I mean, I think, like you said, a lot of times it leave, relieves a lot of pressure. If you say, well, I was really thinking of making these, you know, caramel swirl brownies. Um, here's the recipe I've been looking at. Um, what about that? You know, and then they say, you know, yes or no, or, or Hopefully, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I've not ever had anyone say no. So, um, but, you know, yeah, the people that ask, they really want to help. Uh, and you can tell, like, you know, is it a courtesy ask? And then you can say, well, no, that's fine. Please just bring yourself. Or is it someone that really, they just, that is their heart. And of course, you want to include them. I love it. That is totally going to change the way I look at the at that for sure. <laughs> well, we all know if we've entertained very much that things don't always go precisely as we planned. Um, <laughs> do you have any stories like that where things didn't quite go as smoothly as you expected? Um. Oh, so many, <laughs> so many we could choose from. You know, I think we've all had dinners and parties where we made a dish and it didn't even get served. (laughs) Yes, (laughs) absolutely. (laughs) You you find it later in the fridge or, you know, in in the pantry or or wherever you stored it. (laughs) And uh, so I've got quite a few of those. There's a hundred times where I've made a cake. You know, and in my mind, I think it's going to be this beautiful layer cake and um, it ends up being a trifle because <laughs> <laughs> you just have to cut that thing up. You know, you cut your losses and you just cube it up and layer it in with a whip. And <laughs> so smart <laughs> because there's no way it's going to be a layer cake. But this one time I was particularly horrified <laughs> was... um we were, we hadn't been married 
long. And we had a dining room suit that was handed down um, from my husband's grandmother. And, you know, furniture, some antique furniture is very small. (laughs) Right. So these were small little dainty chairs. And, you know, and I had recovered them and we had, you know, refinished some parts of it and covered scratch. You know, we had just poured some love into this. And we were so proud of how it looked. (laughs) And we had a friend come um, and uh, the minute that they sat down in one of the chairs, um, the joints in that chair, and they just gave way and and there they were in the floor. Oh, no. (laughs) I was so horrified, mainly because they were horrified. Right. Oh, oh my goodness, I broke it. But, you know, they really didn't. It just, it was just hanging on by a, a prayer and a, <laughs> and, and a, you know, a new seat cushion anyway. Yeah. Oh, that's so, but, but know, yeah, and that, that happened at the beginning of the evening. So that was, yeah, that was how <laughs> we started the night with a friend in the floor. Well, that's the thing about those things like that. They, they create the most long lasting memories. And usually, like, we think that's so funny later, even though at the yes. time, it's like, oh, my gosh. But <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, fortunately, she felt like it was funny, and um, she did come back. <laughs> oh, good. That's very good. <laughs> and um, anyway, but yeah, I, I'll always remember that. You know, it comes up every now and then, and I think, oh, my gosh. <laughs> Bless her heart. It was, yeah, she's, yeah, we were all horrified there for a moment. <laughs> Oh, especially after all the work that you had gone through <laughs> to put that, to restore it. Yes. Yeah. Were you able to restore the chair? Yeah. Oh, yeah. My husband got in there with some wood glue and, you know, it was just, nothing broke. It just literally just came apart. Oh. Yeah. Well, I'm glad it had a happy ending for sure. <laughs> it did. It did. But you know how it is. You're you're starting out and you're, you know, you're doing you're doing what you can do. Yeah. Exactly. And no one expects everything to go perfectly at all, Ooh. except us when we're planning and we're picturing it to be Martha right. Stewart living live. <laughs> right. Right. And I think it's important to remember, you know, these are people that you're inviting to your home. You're inviting them for a reason. Yes, uh, you care about them and they care about you. And, um, you know, it, it's, it's less of a performance and more of a gift. And they'll, they, your guests are more gracious than, gracious than you imagine. Um, and just, you know, think about that. You know, I'm inviting them for a reason. It's because we're all on the same team and we're all doing community together. Well. On that note, do you have, what's the one piece of advice that you might give a new hostess that's just getting started? A new hostess. I feel like it's new every time. (laughs) Um, A new hostess, yes. I would say just get started. You know, that that is the biggest hurdle is getting started. Um, And, you know, they're, 
there's a lot of what ifs and, and questions and how do I, and the best way to answer those questions is to just do it, just get started. And, you know, like we've talked about, it doesn't have to be perfect. It's really not a performance. Your community and your people that you've invited into your home, they're not coming there to observe or judge. They're coming there because they love you and they want to be in your home and they want to share a memory with you. And, um, you know, when you host from that perspective, in the perspective of giving to them, I think it takes a lot of pressure off and um, and it gives that hosting opportunity um, the ability to be that fountain and not a drain, not an emer- emotional drain, not a physical energy drain. Um, you know, and there's cost involved, you know, you don't want to begrudge anything. You don't want to begrudge money. You don't want to begrudge time. You don't want to begrudge emotion of of being a hostess. And, you know, if we're honest, all of us can get into the mindset where that can happen. But that's not what it should be. So just think about, you know, these are my people. I'm inviting them into my home so we can share something together. Um, I want to give them this gift. And they're going to be excited to be with me. And so, you know, just jump in there and get started. And it doesn't have to be the biggest party ever. It can be just a cup of coffee and a slice of cake. And the important thing is that you're together um, and you're enjoying each other and you're creating friendships. And uh, that's what's important. I can't think of a better time of year to emphasize your point about think of it as a gift. It's just like Christmas. Yes. It's a gift that we're giving. And it's such good advice and can really turn our mindset completely around. Yeah, I think so. I think so. And think of all the people that you can impact. You know, you know, people that you, you can give them small moments of joy. You can give them memories um, and you can give them friendship. And we all have that to offer. And, um, you know, hosting is just one tiny way to do that. And it doesn't have to be perfect. All the dishes don't have to match. Um, And if your menu doesn't turn out the way you planned it, no one knows that but you. (laughs) Exactly. And don't tell them. I, I was so guilty of being like, well, this is overcooked or whatever. I've learned yeah. to keep my mouth shut. They yeah. may not even notice and they don't feel comfortable when you start complaining <laughs> about what you did wrong. So no one knows if the decorations didn't go off. No one knows if you didn't get to do everything that you planned. They just come in to a warm and welcoming home, um, excited to be there. And, you know, that's, you know, that's, I think that's the, that is a big thing to remember is that they don't know <laughs> what didn't happen and it's okay. I love it. <laughs> well, I have a Christmas speed round for you. Are you Oh ready? gosh, I think so. <laughs> okay. Lay it on me. What's your favorite Christmas candy? Oh, um, candy cane? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> your least favorite Christmas food. Mm, 
like fruitcake. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Your all-time favorite cookbook. Mm, Southern Living uh, 19 anything. <laughs> yeah. Good answer. Yes. Your teenage celebrity crush. Uh, Kurt Cameron. Oh, me too. For sure. <laughs> Absolutely. Favorite Christmas movie? Uh, White Christmas. What are you secretly wishing for for Christmas? Oh, there are these gorgeous gold brass uh, pepper and salt meals. Mm, Ooh. Yeah, I hope I get those. <laughs> are these um, like vintage or are they, can you buy them somewhere? You can buy them um, online. The ones I'm looking at, they, they make them in Europe. I love to have a pair. And I'm sure I probably should have said something lovely like, you know, moments with family or singing around the tree or. <laughs> no, I, I want to know what I like can a buy. Gift. <laughs> <laughs> Those things are lovely, but I can't go out and buy them. So <laughs> I feel so bad. I'm like, oh, yes, I want these things. Okay. No, that's that's what I was I was hoping for was a solid good Christmas idea, <laughs> and for your room. husband to know what it is that yeah. you. <laughs> that's what I want. <laughs> well, Stacy, this has been the best, and I think our listeners have learned so much about the do's and the don'ts of hosting a appetizer party. Please tell everyone how they can find you, all your social media links, etc. Okay. Um, awesome. I would love um, to have some visitors over um, at southerndiscourse.com. And um, like I said, that is uh, my food and hospitality website. So you'll find hosting tips there, as well as um, lots of recipes uh, for throwing your parties. And um, on Facebook and Instagram and Pinterest, it's Southern Discourse. And if you search that, you'll find me. Um, but you can also find me at faithandgraceliving.com. And that's where I share more of um, my faith-based um, messages um, and encouragement there. So both of those places. Um, and I would love to have um, to have some visitors and, and new friends show up over there. Well, I know they will be pleased if they go because you just provide so much there's just so much on there and um, it's really tempting to make every single thing. So, <laughs> or like my kids say, you'll never eat the same thing twice. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, thank you so much for joining us and I hope you and your family have a wonderful Christmas, Stacy. Well, the same to you. Thanks so much for having me. It's been a lot of fun. And um, I hope, you know, you have a, a very Merry Christmas and maybe get some of those uh, gold pepper and salt meals. <laughs> Thank you. I hope that too. <laughs> so everybody has a Merry Christmas. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Happy Hostess Podcast. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe, rate, and review it on your podcast app. It would mean the world to me. If you need links for anything mentioned during this episode, head over to happyhostesscollective.com and you'll find them in the show notes. A new episode comes out every Tuesday and I can't wait for you to tune in next time. Until then, have a great week.